You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is a dancing Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? I can't be stopped. I can't it's be stopped. Party, goddammit. I don't know. The, the 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 car's off the tracks. I can't stop. I'm running. I'm dancing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Should I put our song on? Carl Pell, you're a fucking genius, man. That'd be my music if it was like a heel faction. <laughs> that is some heel music, isn't it? That is fucking heel music. That's that is a heel faction. <laughs> I'll never forget when he sent me that. I was like, I'm making a whole beat out of farts, man. I'm like, nah, shut up. He's like, send me all of them. And he fucking, I, he just crushed it, man. It's just unbelievable. Like, I can't, I just never get tired of hearing that that record. But, uh, meaning we are here again. For another hold on, week. Hold on, hold on, breaking news. I might have a live one. Hold oh, on, boy. And. <laughs> I can't remember what regular air smells like. As he sits down into it. I fucking hate myself, man. Why don't <laughs> Every I single time, man. Oh, it's the fucking work. Oh, my God. Well, listen, it is not the worst. What's that? I'm lucky I have fucking eyebrows at this fucking point. I was going to say, oh, your nose hair is gone now. Probably your ear hair is all burnt out from all the smells and the, the fumes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, it's okay. I mean, it can't be. The smells can't be any worse than the refinery fire for 2019. So it could be. It could <laughs> be a whole lot worse, meaning. But today I'm happy because. Yes, dear. I have a question for you. What's that? Are you ready to do a full ass meeting? I would love to. Ask me something. Now, normally, this is the segment of the show we save at the end of every episode, but today we are gracing you with a full Ask Meanie anything. We love your questions, so don't forget to use the hashtag Ask Meanie, and we will ask your questions on the program. We're going to start here with the Pod Squad. Don't forget to sign up today. Actually, before I do that, Meanie, do you have anything to drink today, or is it just me? Uh, it's just you today. Unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a dumb meanie. No, you're all right, Blue. I, uh, I, I, I forgot to 
grab my cheap shit from the vending machine down the hallway because we just got back from Pittsburgh. But I did have a can of liquid death, bury it alive in the refrigerator. Of liquid death. I'm going to go ahead. Shout out to the guys at liquid death. This fucking shit is amazing. If only they sponsored a podcast that we do. Wouldn't that be something? I may or may not have an email out already. But blue, here is the liquid death. I'm going to go ahead and sandman this bitch. If I can, actually, it's a little big. That's what she said. I'm going to crack this here. It's a big one. It's all like a bulbous, like a moose. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Yeah, Tucky. Mm. That berry smell is fucking. Dude, the uh, target near my house has like a, a whole case of it. Yeah. I saw the Fuck picture it. you had. It's uh, like mango. What were the flavors? Uh, Vanessa sent us a picture of it too. It was uh was mango yeah. and something else, wasn't it? Sure, you know, a little inside baseball. If you join patreon.com slash mind of the meanie, we have uh, our own little Facebook chat there and I, I sent the photo there. And uh fucking fantastic, man. Yeah, just now they're branching off into the world of tea, which is pretty good. Oh yeah, that's what it was. It was the the, the tea the peach tea and something else, right? Lemonade or something. Yeah, good shit. Such uh, meaning. You have my word. Oh, that's good shit, pal. That's good shit. If he had let him in, he'll be fired right away. He, he's gonna shit. He's gonna shit. No, we're oh, sorry. We 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 are in the Gigi Allen section. Uh, it's Vince McMahon watching Gigi Allen in concert. But here we go. We got a first question for us today from Pod Squad member Travis Bohab. Meanie, which yes. meanie action figure is your favorite so far? Good Lord. That's <laughs> a, I, it's like a Sophie's Choice kind of thing here. It's just like, <laughs> dude, I went from like having no action figures to maybe six or seven now with an eighth one coming. Wow. Uh, uh, so let me see. I got the, I got two figures toys companies. They did the initial one, which was awesome. I love they did a repaint, which is okay. Uh, the micro brawler, which I think counts action figure. Absolutely. Action brawlers. That's three. And then I got, these two uh, figure collection bone crushers. So that's what, five. That's five. Yeah, now. yeah the, you have the two. Yeah, so we're at five. And then I have one coming by, by way of uh, Epic Toys that's coming out. That's the BWO uh, one with the with Nova yeah, and Stevie, right? Yeah. And then there's going to be one by Rush Collectibles in a couple of years. They're doing a, an extreme line based on the San Francisco Toy Company. Action figures, yeah, which produced the ECW figures mm. back in the shit. That's cool. So, like, what figure uh, collections is doing with the bone crushers? Uh, they're getting all the people who didn't have a bone crunching figure and making bone crushers, which you can put these side by side with the bone crunchers and fits right in. So, uh, Rush Collectibles is doing something similar where whoever didn't have an ECW line of action figure. They're going to make that figure so it fits along with that line of toys, line of action figures as well. And there are action figures. I know, like, there's negative Nancy's out there that like to call them dolls. You know, yeah, they, they're actually, they're dolls. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, they're action figures. If you want to call them dolls, and that's the hill you're going to die on, uh, eat my ass. 
Uh, <laughs> eat my ass sideways, motherfucker. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have longed for having my own action figure, and I will not have it be dismissed as a doll, sir. And thank to, you. To be fair, we have dolls. We have the, like, I guess dolls. You could call it the wrestle buddies, but they're actually not dolls. They're wrestle buddies. So fuck yourself. The pillars. They're nice pillars. You put your head on, you sleep. You can lay uh, on my belly. You wake up next to me, and everything is great. It's all fine here. But asking the question, as he did, uh, so far to date, as of this recording, because I haven't actually laid my hands on Epic Toys figure, and I haven't laid my hands on a Rush Collectibles figure yet. I would have to say these uh, these uh, figure collections uh, figures, these bone crushers, pretty fucking badass. Uh, you know, for if you're on the Patreon, let, let me bust it out again here. Uh, just uh, they're perfect. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I guess the only beef people have had with the BWO variant is that the BWO logo is on the back as well. Which I told the uh, the guys, I was like, hey, next round, have it on one side. It makes this one even more of a collectible. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And it's perfect. You could do like a repaint and uh, maybe even do Job Squad down the line or something like that. You know? Oh, that would be sick. I, didn't even, I forgot about that. That would be a dope one. Yeah, Al owns Job Squad, so I don't think he would. Uh, is, he still he in, would is he still in the, the green room, by the way? It's been like a year since he was out last I think he might have escaped. I'm not sure. I think he has. We I know that we found we found several uh, open bags, empty bags of the sugar-free Haribo gummy bears we gave him. Uh, <laughs> there was a long trail of liquid diarrhea behind him. So, uh yeah. wherever he is now at this point, we will send you a fart salute, sir, and we hope you are doing well. Um he's had enough of those for me in real life. Uh <laughs> it's just like Jesus Christ meaning yeah, that's who all the, there's that, uh, one story I told where I farted once, like every couple minutes on a 13 hour car ride, Jesus which Christ. destroyed our good friend Jason Campbell's car. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he had, he had, he had cloth seats. Oh, and, no. Yeah, so like every one, it was like, poof, just pounding like a fucking pile driver on the construction site, you know, drilling the fart seats. Good. And uh, we get back to Ohio, and he said the smell in his car wouldn't go away. And then, like, eventually it would start to settle down, but then, like, the sun would hit the seat mm. and warm it back up. And just eventually he uh, got into a car accident, and they, they had to total the car. And he said, you know what? Uh, you know, I might have had an accident, might have had to wreck my car, but it was little neck pain was worth having a card that didn't smell like Meanie's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, of course. But, uh, God, yeah. But, uh, as far as, you know, back to the action figure question, these, uh, figures collectible, uh, figures collectors, uh, bone crushers. Fan fucking fantastic. I love them. Yeah. Those are, I think those out of all of them are my favorite. I, I am partial to, you know, the Hasbro style ones, but, um, that one oh, yeah. they made for you, super, and I love the the BWO one. I'm I'm really looking forward to to copping that one. That's going to be one I, I'll put here at my desk. Um, I know that uh, we've had some questions about uh, us potentially doing another like a, a new Mind of the Meanie two pack with with me and and Meanie. Um, maybe 
down the future, we don't know. I know there was a shakeup at Cella. Now they're owned by Epic Toys. You know, we don't know what the future holds there. But listen, I'm I'm down for it. If they want to do it, I I would love to have it. But um, yeah, that is something that will be in the future, and you will be the first to know. Uh, Pod Squad member Vanessa Bella wants to know. Yes. Who brought the who bought or uh, who brought the other ECW sign to the Barbed Wire City premiere? Conrad Thompson, shout out to Conrad Thompson, uh, has yes. one, but it's not the signed one. I forget, and I, f- I feel bad saying that. Uh, I met the person, I signed it for him. I, I I can't recall the name off the top of my head, uh, but yeah, I, I wish I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I like to expand on these answers sometimes when we people ask me any anything's. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure who brought the one to uh, Barbar City. Pod Squad member Jeffrey Mitchell wants to know, this question is two-parter here. This question is for Blue. What were some of your favorite moves to perform or take? And what was your least favorite move to take? Huh. Well, least favorite. Uh, just from an unnerving uh, sense was the Pitbull's fucking super bomb, which was, you know, uh, Anthony would sit on the top rope. Gary would, you know, pick you up like a, an atomic drop, but feed you into Anthony into like a power bomb, like a power bomb position. He would stand up and then power bomb me off the second rope. <laughs> and it sounds weird. Somebody who's used to going to the top rope and doing the backflip off the top rope, but when you're doing this the fucking super bomb, you're basically looking up, you're looking up a little bit more, then you're looking up even further because he's standing up with you, and then you're just falling backwards. Yeah. And uh, some of those early ECW rings were a little stiffsky, brother. Uh, you know, like, uh, and like if you hit like the wrong spot, it was just like, oh, I remember taking one of those super bombs and like I had trouble putting on my fucking shoes afterwards like because my back was all jacked up from it. But uh it's yeah, unnerving bump to take. Uh they asked favorite move to take? Is that what was that the, was yeah, that the other favorite, Yeah, what was your what were your favorite moves to either perform or take? Well perform it was the mini salt. Yeah. Uh I'll, t- I'll say this, the fucking, uh, Eliminator's total elimination was pretty fucking, pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like they killed people, but, you know, uh, they had nothing down packed to where, like, I took it a couple times and it wasn't bad at all. And so, uh, fun move to take would be, uh, total elimination. I did, uh, the Dudley Death Drop was pretty good to take too. Yeah. Uh, the Dudley, so much to the point where, the, you know, the Dudley's second match in ECW history, and it's a second match in WWE history, that had them work, me and Stevie. Mm. And I, I was basically the person, I was the, uh, the litmus test on how to properly take a Dudley death drop to show the rest of the locker room how to, uh, take it. Yeah. Uh, also, if you if you got the Dudley's DVD set, like I'm in the opening credits taking the uh, Death Valley Drive. I mean, not the Dudley, the Dudley Death Drop. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that was always a fun one to take because they took care of you. You know, Devon boosting you up and 
and uh, Bubba catching you with the the cutter, always always good. Yeah, you know, it always really looked smooth when they did the when they would do the the Dudley Death Drop. It always looked, and even too like when I think about it, I think about like the times that May Young would take the you know the Bubba Ray Dudley <laughs> power bomb. Uh, into the table, and she was probably in her seventies when she was doing that, right? Sixties or seventies at that time. Uh, literally, only God knows. I can't. I uh, can't imagine, man. But holy shit, that was a hell of a fucking bump for her to be taking. And you know that that move is fucking over. Yeah. When uh, when they're doing it and the crowd comes up for it, they're like, oh, boom. You know, you know, moves super over when the the crowds. You know, makes sound along with the fucking motion of you doing the move. Yeah. <laughs> like, one of my favorite things about the old Jim Crockett promotion was when the baby face would come in and throw punches, the crowd would go, boom, 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 along with the baby face punches and shit like that. Which, you know, was awesome because that meant you were like super fucking over. Yeah. Put him in a box, he's over. Yeah. Goddamn. Uh, well, Goddamn. Shout out to Jim Cornette and Brian Last, friends of the show. Uh, asked me, Machete Von Kill, Pod Squad member, asked, uh, hey. RJ City banished me to go stand by a tree in the snow for asking him this question. Uh, but I'm willing to risk a blue banishment, a bluishment, oh. if you will, and ask oh. you and Adam <laughs> Muppet Deathmatch, Burt versus Ernie, no DQ, who wins? What finishers would each use, and more importantly, what entrance music would they use? Mm. That's a good one. Does she? Well, first, let me ask it. Let me ask a question to the question. Adam from Downing Town wants to know: Will Machete Von Kill receive a bluish mint? No, oh, no, no, no. no uh, I love Archie RJ City, but he can be a little bit uh, uh, vindictive. Especially you know, when he makes coffee in his underpants. Yeah, yeah, he can uh, be a little temperamental, but uh, you know it's part of his charm. You now blue, <laughs> yeah. Now blue. Uh, Betty White is a cunt. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? No, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think he was TB, Team B Arthur. Uh, he's yeah. Team B Arthur. I'm Team B Arthur. B Arthur Betty White feud. Um, but this is about Bert and Ernie. Yes. So, uh, let's not, uh, pussyfoot around it. Uh, I would say, initially I would say Bert. Hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. Uh, Bert was kind of like a fucking bully, you know? Kind of. Hey, you ain't all the country. Hey, Bert. But I think, came down to, I think Ernie would fucking snap and say he's had enough of Bert, Bert's bullshit. And fucking go postal, so to speak, on Bert. Dare I say it, I feel like Ernie would be the black heart. Well, enough is enough. I'm not a nugget. That, yeah. that would be the Ernie, I think. The Ernie we would get. Bert has fucking picked on and picked on and picked on Ernie so much to Ernie's said, enough! Enough! I'm at it! And this. Kick him in the stomach and, you know, give him the Ernie cutter, you know, which is like some cold stunner or DDP fucking thing or whatever. Yeah. F5. <laughs> you know, F4, F5. <laughs> I feel like, 
I feel like Bert would probably be something like the Superman punch. Hey, Bert. I feel like uh, that would be something along his lines. I don't know. Something like efficient, something easy. Well, if er Ernie's going to snap, he's going to hit him with the fucking spear first. Right. Like the goal. Yeah. Or the gore, whichever you want to prefer to gore. The gore, I feel like. I think that might be more Bert. Yeah. 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 It could go either way. I, I, I see Ernie just snapping, going full Ralphie from a Christmas story on, on Bert. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I I think unleashing a, a scene of obscenities, obscenities, you know, <laughs> hang as a tapestry of somewhere over Lake Michigan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think um, I think Ernie Ernie's music would be the Owen Hart um, Nation music, and um, I think uh, I think Bert would probably come out to some like classical music shit because he just doesn't take anything seriously. You know, he's like now now come on Bert or come on Ernie, we're gonna not talk. You know, the whole They're thing like shitty Bert impression. Bert and Ernie is kind of like the odd couple. So yes. he's like, uh, Bert's like Felix Unger. Yes. You know, you know, uh, who, what was, uh, it was Felix and Oscar. Oscar. Oscar Goldman, yeah. 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 He, in, uh, real life, he was from, uh, South Philly. So really? Yeah. Klugman was from South Philly. Oh, one uh, of us. One of us. One of us. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Ernie, uh, it would probably sound like some kind of radio Disney version of some kind of rock and roll song or whatever, since it's Sesame Street, you know, just, yeah. you know, and I don't know. And, uh, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it was, I, I was, it was, it's different. I like it though. I like the, I like the extrapolation on that. Uh, Not one for fantasy booking, but yeah. this was a little bit out of the box and I, I enjoyed that question. I appreciate that. And no, you are not banished. Uh, I actually forgot. Jeffrey Mitchell's uh, second question. He had oh, a yeah. question for, for me, which thank you. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Mitchell. Uh, if you were a wrestler, what would be your finisher? Um, that's a good question. Oh, I was going to answer. What are you going to Yeah, what would be my finisher? Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I, I was going to answer as if I wasn't a wrestler. I'm <laughs> uh, taking a shot at myself. But, yeah. uh, fuck, what would my finisher be? Um. I'm a big fan of the bionic elbow. I love I think that's like kind of my style, you know, the punches and then the, the roll down and the up and the back. Like, I think that would be more of my style. I think that would probably be my answer. If you're putting my, uh, my way to get a, a, a good pop would be somebody go, Oh, what's your finishing move? I would just lay down on the floor. <laughs> just pin me. Just get down. Uh, yeah. no. The Pierce Hawthorne heart attack. Uh, <laughs> the Booker's pencil. Uh, <laughs> Here's my impression of a hot dog. That's my yeah. finisher. Yeah. No, I would say the bionic elbow. If you're asking me, that would be uh, that would be mine. Speaking uh, of bionic elbow, that fucking Dusty Rhodes documentary was fucking. I mean, biography was tremendous. I don't know if we talked about it last time. Uh, a couple think, weeks. Ago. I think we touched on it a little bit. I've heard nothing but really incredible things about it. Now, these A and E documentaries or the A and E biographies are. Oh, yeah, Seltzer kiss there uh, are are very good. They're very well done. Yeah, very well done. And um, if you watch that, Cody's basically telling you what they're doing with his storyline. Also, I have to say something. I'm going to cut in here. When Stone Cold Steve Austin says that something was done right, then you know something was done right. Yeah, it was done right. It was done right. Dusty would have booked it that way. I I, I have to admit I was wrong. Because I was like, 
you know, give Cody the belt. But then once, you know, I, I had to put my, my wrestling brain on. It was the right thing to do, especially, you know, guys into it like 900 days. Yeah. He kind of wanted them to do that thousandth, you know, get to that, get to that milestone. But I feel like it's, again, it's going to be so much more impactful. Like I, I know Cornette was talking about it a couple of days ago, him and Brian last, they were saying like, they were talking about like uh, how many days Roman would need to hold the belt or when it would, he would, you know, break Hogan's record or Backlund's record. And Cornette feels, I guess he's like, well, I feel like it would be stretching it past SummerSlam at this point. You know, I feel like I personally feel like if they weren't going to do it at Mania, they're, they're probably going to do it at SummerSlam. Um, but again, I've also like kind of given up on like, I guess it's fantasy booking in some ways, but it's also like I've kind of given up on what's going to happen. I'm just enjoying the ride. Like, I want to see what yeah. happens with Brock. I want to see what happens after that. And, you know, again, friends of the show, Public Enemies podcast, they tweeted something the other day about um, what if Brock is actually like training Cody. It's like like subvertly training Cody to beat Roman, making him strong enough to beat Roman because he couldn't do it himself. You know, like I just I don't know. I love that kind of shit. Like the stories that they, it's just fucking amazing. It's very, very observant. It could be, it could be very much be a, uh, you know, love. yeah. Like, Hey man, you're not ready for this shit. And if you can beat when, when you beat, if you beat me, then you may be ready to beat the tribal chief, which I think. If you, dance, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Yeah. Don't forget your five D's. While you're walking in, you're, you're training to beat Borg Laser. But no, I, I, uh, after like watching the Dusty biography and, 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 you know, Bully Ray, like I said, we, we talked about it a little bit. He had a great analysis on, on the WrestleMania match. It was like, yeah, Dusty would have, Dusty would have booked it exactly this way because there's no, there's no payoff for him just going into this with Roman for the first time. And then that's it. You know, like there's, I oh, want this to be a Dusty Flair type of setup, you know? Yep. If you think about it, I mean, he came back to the company, won the rumble, and earned a shot. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like he took the easy way to get there. Yeah. So if he has this little bit of a hiccup, faces a little bit of adversary, adversity, and then wins the belt. Even if, shit, fucking let him go to WrestleMania in Philly. Yeah. No, fuck it. Fuck it. For all those people who want long story, so long long term storylines, here's your fucking, here's your uh, mountain to die on. You know, here they're giving it to you, which I'm a big fan of. And they're gonna so, make it fucking run, dude. Imagine the pop. We again, we I know we talked about this two weeks ago, but it, it it still it begs repeating. Like, and also too, like it doesn't seem like they're there's no indication that they're backing off on Cody with this at all. Like they still right. are building him as the guy. The fans yeah. are still into him. The, the the crowds are still white hot for him. Um, gets the loudest pop. You no know, people that have been at a couple of the events recently. Excuse me. The loudest pops of the night. You know, and it's like, hey, like they're clearly onto something. They're yeah. not lugering him. I think though, I would be <laughs> remiss not to say that if he loses the second time he faces Roman, then I think okay, we're out of gas here. Like that, they're not they're not ever going to do this now at this point. So. Um, yeah. I would be hesitant on that, but no, I, I, I agree. I think it was, uh, I think it was the right thing to do. And I think Dusty would say the same thing, but, yep. um, yep, yep. yeah, I would say back to Jeffrey's question. Yes. The bionic elbow would be my finisher. Bionic elbow, baby, baby, the second most recognizable athlete in America, baby. 
Uh, Pod Squad member Nate Smythe wants to know, Adam, me again? Uh, if you had to choose any song to be your theme music, what would it be? And there's a second part for you, Meanie Meanie. If you had to change yours, what would you pick? I've had so many of them. Would it be the, the, fart, the fart song by Carl Pinnell? Yeah, that would be my heel turn music. <laughs> would have to take the bright vocal out just so I don't get sued. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, dude, you know, when I first came out to, when I first started wrestling, I was doing, uh, it's crazy to say, before Rob Van Dam used, I was using Walk by Pantera. And then, um, went to ECW, coming out to Raven's team. And then Raven was like, when CV, me and Steve would come out to Raven's team, people would pop thinking it's Raven and it would just be me and Steve. So, you know, we kind of had to come up with our own theme and we just fucked around and, uh, you know, we can, we would come out to the Ghostbusters theme or, Girls just want to have fun, you know, and uh, the one that got the fucking biggest fucking pop probably was, we came out to Hanson's Oombop. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they start playing it and like we fucking let it play. Yeah. And let it, play, which you can't get, along, get away with now, you know, with TV, but in, in Queens, you know, let it play, let it play. And then we, it's like we would hit, the, you know, Hit the fucking curtain when they would go, mm, bop. you know, the, so there, there would be like a fucking minute of that song playing in the arena and the, and the fan, crowd's like going, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Is the sound guy fucking up? Is they playing the wrong? Are we at intermission? What the fuck is, what is this? <laughs> you know, and then me, me and Noah would come through. They're like, oh, of course, you know, that yeah. kind of shit. I just, but eventually, you know, we found, uh, not only clear my throat, which was, um, I was just looking. For, I was always a big fan of MTV Raps and Dead Lover Dance. That beat, but I never knew what it was called. I, fe- I very, eventually I found out it was, you know, it's by Forty Five King. Um, and then uh, I, I went to Sound Guy Randy. I was like, you know, the Ed Lover Dance. He's like, actually, there's a song by DJ Cool called "Let Me Let Me Clear My Throat," and he fucking. He's like, just trust me on this. All right. And I went out and that became my theme in ECW. You know, after the BWO theme, of course. Right. You know, I told the story how I found the BWO theme, you know, uh, when I was training with Al and I was like, that's a wrestling theme. And then ECW came along and I had the BWO came along. We used that. But then like once the BWO was on, Stevie had gone off the WCW, me and Nova were like, fuck, what do we do? found that song and that song got the crowd into it you know yeah. ring music is so fucking you know everything's important you know you know character development and that other thing but a good ring song is just as important yeah and i saw this question for setting the tone meanie yes manscaped is here with a deal you can't pass over this Easter season. Do you see what they did there? That was real fancy. Uh, they've, got, they've got the tools to give you the beautifully decorated eggs of your dreams. Just because it's Easter doesn't mean it's okay to hide those bad boys behind all that tall grass. So make sure your downstairs lawn is mowed. Go get yourself feeling as sweet as candy by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping using promo code MindMeanie. Meaning how are the crown jewels holding up this Easter season 
uh, using the products from Manscaped? Uh, the mini eggs are uh, well kept uh, this this Easter season. I uh, I love the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop uh, preserver and uh, ball deodorant, the the crop reviver, the toner, the performance pox or briefs, which are probably the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever worn in my life. And uh, to top it off, they give you a beautiful, handsome travel bag to keep it all in uh you know i'm getting to that age now where i'm getting able to go to territory i need that nose and hair that nose trimmer that, the hair trimmer and you know uh the, the crop the, the crop preserver and the deodorant and the revive i need all that stuff at you know i'll be 50 next month it it's it's coming into play but uh thanks to uh manscape uh you know I, i'm looking my best and feeling my best and that's, that's what it's all about is looking and feeling your best meaning. And it's also time to put the mini eggs into the perfect basket with the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped. Inside this bulk air buddy basket, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0, weed whacker 2.0, ears and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver toner, and the Performance Boxer Briefs, which absolutely are the most comfortable pair of boxers I have worn in my entire life. Uh, and a travel bag to hold your goodies, not just the ones that are being held by those boxers. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is an elite electric trimmer. It has their proprietary advanced skin safe technology that is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and equipped with a LED light so you can keep those eggs you keep those eyes on those eggs even in the dark. The Easter Bunny also mini will let you know dropped off an extra special gift with a performance package by adding the upgraded Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ears hair trimmer, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes. And Lord knows I need it because if you can see me right now, I got some hangers, man, looking like I have a full grassy knoll inside my nose. This package also comes with their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Yes, you heard that right. This is ball deodorant that can change your life. April is Easter, but it's also Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, meaning. And Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support to fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as a part of their We Save Balls initiative. So definitely a great time to get these products right now. Don't forget to check your balls. And this is serious. I know we like to joke around in these ads, but it's serious. Check your balls. It can save your life. So go to Manscaped right now, manscaped.com, and save 20% plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANI. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANI at manscaped.com. Hop! meanie into the best deal of the year with manscaped and as always we thank them for sponsoring the program i saw this question come in the other day and i kind of like struggled with it and i went through like my spotify and i was like oh man what would i do because initially it was like oh i gotta do a rap record right like something by mop or big pun and i'm like nah, that's not gonna do it like i I really struggled with this for like the course of the week reading this question. And I, I heard it today and I figured it out and I was like, yep, that's the record right there. It's Rio Bravo by CKY. Huh? And okay. it's, and it's like, there's a live version of it where Chad starts to like wail on the guitar, you know, and he hits the, he like, 
It's like a whammy, you know? And like that, that would be like, if I was entering at WrestleMania, I would pay Jess and Chad to come and play the song live. And just so, nice. he, just so he could do that. And like, you know, start with a solo. Um, Chad solos are fucking incredible. If you've never seen him solo, it's great. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think that would be, that would be my choice. I don't know if I had any other, any other song that would really fit for me to come out to, but it was, it was, I will tell you, Nate, that was a very difficult, uh, question for me to answer because it is, it's important. Like, it's like, it, this is going to set the tone and the tenor for you, uh, you know, with your character or with your, your, your gimmick and anything else. And, I don't know, man. It was a it was a tough call, but I think Rio Bravo by CKY is going to be my answer. Matt from Dover has two questions for you. Uh, Matt wants to know uh, first if Goldberg's uh, actually going to have a retirement match. Who should his opponent be? I don't know. Everybody's hinting at him and Punk, but I don't know. I I don't want. I mean, if Punk didn't like working with fucking Ryback and getting injured, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he would. Yeah, I feel bad saying because I never worked Goldberg, so I don't know if how light or unlight he is. But I don't know if he would want to do that. Uh, yeah. But if he was gonna have one, I don't know. I mean, who who would be worthy, uh, and who would you know be able to? You know, draw a gate. You know, you would want to have yeah you know, one last match. You would want to have an opponent that you can draw a house with, so and, or draw a pay per view buys with, or whatever, however you want to do it. But uh, no clue. Yeah, that's a tough one. I I feel like Roman kind of tied up. You know, and again, love Goldberg. He's you know practically a family friend. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else who would be worthy of retiring him. Maybe MJF, but like, I don't know how they could even build that. Like I, I he's, he's worked Brock. He's worked fucking taker. He's worked drew. He's worked Bobby Lashley. Um, Sting maybe, I don't know. Oh, Sting might be a good answer. Yeah, that's actually, but Sting said he, he doesn't want to do any matches that aren't like a tag team. He that's, that's what he wants his last, to be. Hey, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't aware of that. But I could see maybe he might do I mean him and I mean realistically, like outside of I think outside of Eddie Guerrero, I'm trying to think of any of like the or excuse me, Rey Mysterio rather. Um I'm trying to think of any of the active guys from WCW that are still going. Ray, Jericho, Goldberg, and Sting. That's it, right? That's a, they're the only ones left. Technically, uh Goldberg and Jericho never got to uh Finish up that storyline, so that'd be a nice little bow bow on them going back way back to WCW. WCW. That's actually yeah. not a bad idea. Now, I think if it's going to be a match, Matt, I think if, if they're going to do it, it should be a quick one. It should be no more than ten minutes. Um, do you think Goldberg should go over in his last match? I don't know. You would think he would, but yeah, go out on top, right? I mean, who knows? Yeah, I. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like such a cop out answer, but I don't know. And, and uh, apologies to Ryback. I'm not saying he's Stiffski, but I'm saying Punk claimed that he would always get hurt working yeah. Ryback. Yeah. I can only imagine how he would feel working with Goldberg. 
consider you know with the words that with the uh you know people you know who've worked him claim that like once that adrenaline gets going he uh he's a little he gets a little uh lively mm. so just yeah you know. yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say i would say if it's gonna be anybody at this point if he doesn't re-sign with wwe for one last match i'm saying it's probably gonna be jericho um that would be the only thing that would make sense to me at this point now that we've said it and talked it and fleshed it out out loud, Jericho will probably be the best one going back to WCW, which has still been unresolved. Yeah. Yep, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, so we'll we'll say Chris Jericho. Uh, his second question is, uh, Jim Cornette and Brian last talked about this uh, last week or the week before uh, Hall of Fame conversation, which we had last week about Spike Dudley, which you can go in the archive and check it out right now at mindofthemeanie.com. Uh, Paul Heyman. Should Paul Heyman go into the Hall of Fame in Philadelphia? And if so, who should induct him? Oh, no brainer. Yes, Paul Heyman should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, considering that, you know, his career goes, I mean, back to the 80s. Yeah. He started off as an announcer. He would start off as a photographer, then became an announcer for a local indie in the area, local independent wrestling promotion called NWF in the area. And then, uh, big old punk, you know, punked him into, uh, becoming a man, challenged him into becoming a, a manager. He's like, oh, you got to gift to gab. I dare you, you know, called, you know, threw the punk card out of that dare you to be a manager, brought him down to Memphis, became a manager, managed from Memphis to, NWA, WCW, AWA, fucking WWF, WWE, uh, yeah, absolutely. Such a Hall of Fame career, you know, managing two world champions, uh, multiple, managing multiple champions. I think, uh, you know, Midnight, he managed the original Midnight Express with, uh, might have had the belt. I'm not sure. I, I think I'm wrong on that one, but. Still, managing managing so many you know champions and making everybody creating ECW, duh, yeah. uh, giving people careers, giving people creating content that you know people chant for the to this day. People are staying ch- still chanting ECW. You know, yeah, Todd Gordon created it. Uh, Paul helped to bring it you know to a, another level. Um. Absolutely. Who should induct him? I will uh, go a little bit out in left field, and I will say Medusa should induct Paul Heyman into the WWE Hall of Fame, considering you know, uh, you know, they had a nice little feud there in WWE. But like, I think she would have a, a really good speech for Paul. And uh, it would be, be a lot of fun. I think uh, I think uh, Medusa, Michelle, yeah, well, just Medusa, uh, not Alondra Blaze, but Medusa should uh, induct Paul Heyman into the WWE Hall of Fame. I did not. I was going to go with uh, I was going to go with Brock. I and that's what Jim had mentioned on his show. But I, I feel like I I didn't think of Medusa. You know. Maybe Roman too. Like Roman could could potentially do that. I could see that being a really good speech, but um, it could. But I think it would be more impactful for Brock. I think you know, 
for him to come out, have to kind of come out of Romans two in God mode, so to speak, to break character and do an abduction speech. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it would have to be somebody from his past. So, and, and if, if Romans inducted him or if Brock's inducting him, which technically they still have, kind of have heat storyline wise. Right, right. It wouldn't make sense for, yeah, you know, pissed at Roman for the belt. Right. Have Brock put him in next year. If he goes in next year, uh, would make sense from like logis- logistically. Right. So going, you, you dive into his past. You can't have Jim Ross because Jim Ross is an AEW. Well, what, so about, they, what about Taz? Could you see Taz doing it? No, he's in the ADW. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, if they won't let Billy Gunn come over for a DX reunion or stuff like that, you know, uh, anybody who's currently under contract to AEW is pretty much off limits. But him and Medusa had a, had a good run with uh, the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. And uh, nice little feud there. But uh, I could see Medusa. Being a really good in, inductor to induct Paul Heyman into the WWE Hall of Fame. Mark and Dryden's got two questions for us as well to carry us to the end of the program. Mark and Dryden's first question is with the Brock and Cody match now confirmed, how would you book the ending? And could either one afford a loss? Uh, Brock and Cody's. Match is going to be at Money in the Bank this year. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Backlash. I apologize, Backlash. Dude, I was saying back. I kept going Backlash Fastlane. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great so balls. No, great balls of fire, brother. No reason to uh, apologize, but it's kind of like uh, Rocky versus Drago, right? Yeah. So uh, since we're uh, booking Rocky finishes into pro wrestling matches now. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, dude, having Cody wrestle Brock to me is the ultimate sign that they believe in him. Yep. Uh, that, you know, Brock thinks he's worthy of being in a match with him because Brock's turned some people down as far as opponents. Even, so the even fact recently that recently, too. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, normally Brock goes away after WrestleMania, he goes into seclusion, goes back up to Canada, goes, you know, he's doing really good with, uh, He's got a butcher shop or, yeah, he's got a farm and a butcher shop and stuff like that. And he's doing like these videos and stuff. So, I, you know, the day after the Monday, the Raw after Mania, I thought he was, I mean, the, when he came out of the Raw after Mania, I was shocked because normally he goes away, you know, because he's an attraction. Uh, yeah. What was the question again? Oh, who goes over and could either one of them, or how would you book the ending rather, and could either one of them afford to take a loss? I hate to say it would kind of have to be a non-finish. Yeah, like a shit finish? A schmoz? Not, 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 like, not even a schmoz, but like... Uh, you don't want to kill fucking Cody either. He just lost to Roman. Right. But I, I... If I was the booker, if I was booking this, I would have a series of matches... You know, between him and between Cody and, and Brock and Brock kind of like 
not set up like a series, but you know, Cody goes so far in the first match, and maybe the ref calls it because you know too much damage or something like that. And Cody, you know, comes back again, like Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> I was still standing at the end of the match. You I know, kind I of didn't hear no bell. Yeah, I didn't hear no bell. Uh, Cody comes back. Even a little bit sorry, almost beats fucking Brock. You know, of course you have to fucking go to a third match. This kind of would kind of be like the reverse of him and Seth, where they had those yeah. those three matches where Cody won each one, but now he's in there with Brock, and it goes down to the third match <clears throat> between him and um, Brock, and uh, leads to Cody getting a win. Yeah. And when Cody gets that win, Brock stands up and puts his fucking hand out. And we all know when Brock puts his hand out, you shouldn't shake it because he'll fucking F5 you. But Brock goes in, shakes his hand, raises his hand, backs off, gives Cody's set of rain back. You know, this, you know, this was a test yeah. kind of thing. Going back to that thing, you know, maybe this is a test, but that's how I would book the test, you know couple matches where, you know, Cody <clears throat> comes close, maybe starts doubting himself, but says, you know, fuck that. He goes for a second match. Almost, almost beats Brock. Somehow, something backfires, calls the match. Go to that third match. Slips over. <clears throat> excuse me. Beats Brock. And then Brock, kind of like in a Mr. Miyagi type way, goes... You're ready. Yeah. For Ro you're ready for Roman. And that's how they, that's how they build it to SummerSlam. Right. <laughs> Could be. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I think out of anybody, I, I agree with that. I, I don't think that a loss would necessarily hurt either one of them as long as it's built correctly. Yeah, and realistic. Yeah. As long as the story is done properly, I think it'll be I think it'll be fine. But Excuse me. Uh, the last question of the day. Mark and Dryden wants to know, yes. am I the only one who isn't a fan of the new theme songs from Raw and SmackDown? Aren't, sure rock, aren't rock songs like ACDC's Are You Ready better at getting people hyped to watch wrestling than hip-hop songs? Eh. I, if, if, it, it doesn't matter the genre. As long as some music's Better, yeah. Uh, if it's best for like I like I said, you know, the BWO theme was a rock theme, and then after that, we went to Let Me Clear My Throat, which was a, a hip hop, right? Um, just a matter of what it. I haven't heard the new songs, so I I'm not. There's I have nothing to judge. Um, I've been watching uh, Raw SmackDown, you know, peripherally. I, it's to the point where I don't really even need to watch the show. I just need to look at the fucking. Twitter feed. Right, the highlights. Yeah. The highlights, you know. Where we watch it so you don't have to. Kind of thing, <laughs> you know. It's like why, why do I need to watch it? Everybody fucking online just said what the fuck happened. And WWE so, is 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 throwing it out there as well. They are they're always tweeting and sharing the video footage or whatever it is. So like why why bother? Yeah. So uh I don't know the songs, but uh how about this? I'll uh listen to them. After the show, I will go and listen to them, and I'll come back 
And uh, next, the next episode of Mind and Meaning, I'll, I could give a proper uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle on the new Raw and SmackDown themes. As far as for me, I mean, you know, y'all know I'm a hip hop guy, so I'm I'm yeah. cool with whatever. Um, I don't necessarily know if I dig the raw theme song now. Um, it's not really what I imagine when I watch Monday Night Raw. It's not that it's a bad song. I just don't know if it's the right song for that show. And gotcha. As far as SmackDown, like I can hear it, but I I can't like relay it. So right. maybe I'll watch it, you know, uh, this week coming up, and I'll, I'll have a better answer for you next week. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily have an issue with either genre of music. Like I don't think that necessarily facilitates one way or the other whether or not it's you know you're going to get hype or not. I think it just it has to do with which song it is. Um, that said, I I liked. ACDC, and I like that they uh, put the pay, paid the coin to ACDC to, to pay for that song, but I haven't heard the new song. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I like I I enjoy when when pro wrestling uses you know notable songs. You know, I mean, if it were me, like if you want my honest answer, if I'm if I'm gonna do a song at the beginning of the show, I would have chose Booker T by Bad Bunny for Monday Night Raw instead of what they're using. You know, like part of his trade off is, hey, we'll use, you know, you're going to be a part of the, you know, whatever his, I'm sure his contract is crazy, but like, you know, hey, we'll use ba- uh, Booker T as the opening song for the show or w- another one of his records that's a long, a similar, you know, sound pattern, right? But I don't, yeah, I, I don't really, I'm not, it's not that this new one is not like what I, I guess what I would imagine a, as a song, a Monday Night Raw song to be. Um, gotcha. so yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it doesn't, it, it, the, 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 uh, genre isn't really important as much as what it sounds like. Uh, actually, Vanessa has one more question for you. There we go. What if Cody stops Roman from grabbing those thousand day milestone, uh, perhaps a championship match at Madison square garden, which is the next big show that's going to be happening. Uh, I don't know if they want to. Stop the streak at a house show, a non-televised event. Right. Now, um, even though doing it at a, a live event would help the live event business and like, oh, you know, we, we could have went to Anybody who went to the garden is going to kick themselves for not going to the garden and possibly seeing the world title change and the streak ending. But, um, the way the storyline's gone and stuff like that, I don't see it happening at a non-televised. They want to have when if Cody eventually stops Rome and beats Rome, and they want to have, be able to have as many cameras as there yeah. as possible and get it from every angle and have all the fireworks and spectacle of it. And uh, you know, I don't think it's a good question. I just don't think uh, they would want to. Uh, do it on a non uh, televised event. I can see, you know, maybe a, a tag team title change on a on a premium live on, on a live event, not premium live event. I'm getting my uh, verbiage wrong. I can see like a, maybe another belt being switched at a house show. Fuck, I'm just gonna say house shows. So I'll go fuck. Okay. Uh, 
Maybe, but uh, maybe it's a live show. Damn it! For you know this storyline, the way they've been selling it for this year, this it wouldn't make sense for this for Roman's reign to reign, Roman's reign to end on a non televised event. Yeah, I I could see it. And I know, like, Bruce has talked about it on his show, like, oh, we, we use the house shows because anything can happen. But, like, <clears throat> I think it's a different situation because I think the, the Backland and Diesel title change happened at a house show. Um, yeah. I think, it was at, I think it was at the Garden. Yes. But that was a different time. That was a different era. That was a different um, – a whole different world back then as far as in the wrestling landscape. I don't think they, I don't think they, I mean, it is a cool thing because it's like dusty and, you know, like, unless they're going to spin this in a way where it happens and it's a live event, like it's on TV or it's something that's a special um, attraction. Now, if they break through and say, hey, kind of like how, you know, football yeah. does certain things for, like, like when the Patriots were going to have that undefeated season. Yeah. Regular. And every... The game was simulcast on three different networks, Fox, CBS, NBC. Now, if they said, you know, going to, if they, are they wrestling at the garden for sure? A hundred percent. I know that, I know that WWE is going to be doing another show at the garden. Let me pull up and see when it's going to be. If they do it, then I can see them doing something like we're going to do a, a special on Peacock and right. have the full setup there to commemorate the match at the garden, you know, coming up. Dusty didn't win the belt in the garden either, so, you know. Uh, let's see. I'm loading more. White Plains, Wichita, Cleveland, main event. When the fuck is the show at the garden? Here it is, July 7th. It's a Friday night, 7.45 p.m. It's a SmackDown. So it would be on TV. Oh. Um, it's SmackDown from the garden? SmackDown from the garden, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a whole different thing. I thought it was a. I thought it was just a live show. I didn't realize it was actually going to be on. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was going to be like a house show. My bad. But he also he he'll have already beaten the the streak by then. He'll have already gone to a thousand days at that point. Well, well, the rumor is that Saudi Arabia is trying to pay for the rights to have the record broken on their soil, like the thousand. Uh, who knows? Oh well, right. That's what um, they're going to be doing. Uh, Night of Champions and in Saudi Arabia now. Um, yeah. Which is that that date? I think it's May twenty seventh. That's the date that Roman hits a thousand days. So they're going to do the, They're going to do an event with him in in Saudi Arabia. And the, the rumor, strictly rumor, that like the Saudis are willing to pay buku bucks to have. That special moment happened on their soil because when you do it, you got to replay and say, "Oh, it happened here in Riyadh or whatever." So, who knows? Who knows if that's even true? Yeah, I mean, I, but, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't like. I wouldn't say it was wrong, you know. Like I wouldn't right. put it past the Saudi Arabian government to be like, "Yeah, we want this here," but does WWE have an incentive to do that? Storyline wise, I mean, again, it's a business, right? Like, like, as Cindy Lauper saying, money changes everything. That's true, but I think if it's going to be anybody, it's got to be Cody. Who is he facing in Saudi? They haven't announced the card yet. Well, 
There you go, man. So it could be. I mean, listen, I guess they, they, they have a bajillion fucking dollars, I'm sure. If yeah. they really wanted to do it, they would pay them enough money, both of them. Jesus Christ, they'd be set for life. They would be set their life, and their kid, families would be set for life. That's and their grandchildren would be set for life. That's bloodline-changing money. Not to use a turn of a phrase, but I mean, legit, that's fucking, that's lifetime bloodline-changing money that could be given to them if they did it. You know how much money WWE made in sponsorship alone for WrestleMania? I can't even imagine. Probably over a billion, right? $20 million. That's insane. Just from, like... Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Snickers. Yeah. Yeah. Not ticket sales, just advertising. $20 million. Crazy. Crazy, yeah. man. Yep. Global entity. I mean, again, though, like, again, it's Night of Champions. Anything's possible. I think Money in the Bank happens before that. So let me see when Money in the Bank is here as I'm Googling live. Money in the Bank 2023 happens July 1st. So it would be after, I guess it would be, yeah, because that, that's at the O2 Arena, right? So that's before SummerSlam, and it's, yeah, it's after, so Night of Champions happens before Money in the Bank. Okay, so that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I could see it. I could see it, but we will continue to monitor this. And we will see uh, what happens from there. But thank you to everyone who has submitted a question to us for our Ask Meanie episode in full here. We appreciate you. Again, don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag Ask Meanie. Follow us on Twitter, at least for now, while we're still there, at Mind of the Meanie. And you (laughs) may hear your questions, at least once until Elmo tanks the fucking ship. You may hear your questions asked on the program. Meanie, I want to thank you for being uh, here again this week to do this wonderful program of ours. Where can everybody find you on your social media? If you would like to follow the blue meaning on all forms of social media, uh, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, maybe Mastodon, uh, at blue meaning BWL uh, on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Get yourself the old school BWO shirt. Uh, go to, if you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Every dollar spent there helps keep the, uh, the lights on here at Mind of the Meanie. It goes right back into the show. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code MEANIE or coupon code MIND. Use those two coupon codes and save 10% on all their stylish shirts over there at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Now you got the fancy looking shirts. If you're a bearded fellow like myself and you want to look good, smell good, look good or smell good. I could use some good smell good right now. Go to MadCatBeardCare.com. Go to madcatbeardcard.com. Get yourself the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm. Josh Thornton is doing an amazing job there at madcatbeardcare.com. All proceeds go to taking care of feral cats in his in his vicinity. He rounds them up, takes them to the vet, and takes care of them all with the proceeds from madcatbeardcare.com. The Figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestler Series are available now. The uh, Series 1 variants 
of uh, the Blue Meanie regular or Blue Meanie BWO are available right now at shop.figurecollections.com. That's shopfigurecollections.com. I love these figures. Uh, I'm going to be having some out and about at a, a couple uh, shows. I'm doing a autograph show May 27th in uh, for Far Point Toys, and then of course I'll be at the uh, ECW Arena, for, you know, AKA the 2300 Arena in July. So uh, either get them at shop.figurescollections.com or get them from yours truly out and about. Uh, dates to be announced soon. Um, the Blue Me is now pow- uh, partnered up with Podstars.net. Uh, if you would like the Blue Me to appear on your podcast, go to Podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z.net. Uh, several people on there, like myself and Ken Shamrock. So if you want to uh, go have us on your podcast, Go there, register your podcast, and uh, have us uh, sign up and have us on your show. Shout out to Jim Nelson over at GlaciersOfIce.com. Jim uh, doing an amazing job over there at GlaciersOfIce.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair to make. If you would like to see him make these amazing shoes, follow Jim on all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks on all forms of social media. That's G-O-I Kicks. See his amazing shoes. Uh, cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. Sorry, first day with new mouth. Uh, cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO for all birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, go over there and, uh, get yourself a video and hopefully one day, uh, you show it to a friend and make, uh, let's make people happy over there at cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, as I am trying not to cough my head off, uh, where can we find you? Oh, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on all my socials, Twitter, at least for now, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Mastodon, and then also Spoutable. You can find me at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. So go follow me there and stay up to date on all the things in my life. You can also go listen to my show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Lots of cool shows coming up down the pipeline to check out. And also, don't forget right now, right now, Blue, you can go to brothersgatter.com and you can pick up your very own two-pack Mind of the Meanie two-pack, the Blue Meanie, and Adam Bernard, officially licensed Wrestle Buddies. They come complete with a BWO and 10th Ward Barbershop t-shirts, tattoos that match what we have on our body, and, uh, of course, our sports entertainment smiles. You can go there right now. Now, remember, there's only 25 made of these Wrestle Buddies, 25 in existence of the Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddies, and once they're gone, they're gone for good. We will never make an additional Wrestle Buddy again in this design, so don't wait. Pick it up today. You can get a single of Just Me, you can get a single of Just Blue, or you can get us together at brothersgatter.com. Uh, go to the feinbergmethod.com, use promo code Goober, and save up to 20% on your entire purchase, not just physical wellness, but also mental wellness as well. The feinbergmethod.com. want to give a shout out to my friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop out there in Lawrenceville, PA, servicing the 10th Ward in downtown Lawrenceville, just outside of Pittsburgh. Go and ask for Kane. Tell him Goober sent you. You can go schedule your appointment now 
by going to 10thwardbarbershop.com and get your hair cut and look great and feel good while you're there, too. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick up a shirt and support the show. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Don't forget to sign up at Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie and join the pod squad. Become a part of this wonderful community of ours to be here as well. Special thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, and also the advertisers that you heard at the beginning and the end of the show because without them and without the pod squad, we cannot continue to do the show. So thank you very much. Blue, it is always a pleasure to do the show with you, if I may. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you, sir. And we will see you again next week for the Blue Meanie. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.